Today's Word Podcast with Rick Pena. Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena. I'm bringing you today's word for August 8, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Expecting the Word to Work, where we've been studying the parable of the sower. This is a, a, an amazing parable. Jesus told the disciples when they said, hey, Jesus, can you explain this parable to us? He said, well, if you don't understand this one, then you, you won't understand any parable. You have to understand this one. I call this the mother of all parables. That's why this is part 38 of the series. We're taking our time. We're going line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept as it relates to this parable so that we can become the men and women that God has called us to be. So this is part 38 of the series. Once again, the title of today's message is A Submitted Life. As a believer, if you want to live a life that is pleasing in God's sight, you must be submitted to God in all your ways. A submitted life is a godly life. And when we're submitted to God, he lives through us. He gives us the words. He performs the work. He is actually personified. Uh, through us. In, he, he causes change in us. He causes uh, the power, his power to flow through us. And, and we live an amazing life and we leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. So let's go back to the parable. We, we've looked at the first two types of soil. We've been studying the third type of soil for a while now. And this is what this third type of soil, uh, what Jesus said about it. Jesus said, others are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. Now, these are the people who hear the teaching, hear the word of God, but their lives become full of other things like the cares of this world, the love of money and everything else they want. And this keeps the teaching from growing. So it does not produce a harvest in their lives, the, their lives being so full of other things, their heart being so Because there's no other these other things that you've given a, a higher priority to choke out the word and it keeps the word from working. So what we want to do is we want to clear a wave in our heart for the word to work. We want the word uh, to have the priority that it deserves so uh, that we so that we're not consumed in our thoughts and in, in, in our actions with other things. We want to be consumed with God. We want to be consumed with God's word. That's how we become the men and women God has called us to be, which is why we have to be submitted to God in all of our ways. So what does this mean to you today? I had an issue with the stream there, kind of threw me off. Now I get to focus in on uh, what we're going to talk about. So what does this mean to you today? I have six things to share with you this morning. Um, I pray now that you open up your heart to receive what God is saying through me. I give myself over to God in this moment. And here we go. Six things. Number one. When you read or hear what God's position is on any given topic, and it is obvious to you, right? In that moment, it is obvious that your position does not line up with God's position. You immediately have a choice to make. So as soon as you read the word, as soon as you get a word from the Holy Spirit, and you know in a moment that what God is telling you doesn't really line up with the way that you're living your life, then at that moment, you can either accept the fact that you disagree with God and then maintain your your position and, and, and you'll be in, in disagreement with God and you'll be actually living a life of disobedience at that point. Or you can make up your mind in that moment 
that you're going to position yourself to, to live God's best, that you're going to submit to God's ways. So whenever you read a scripture that you're not lining up with, whenever the Holy Spirit tells you something that you know you're not lining up with, at that moment, you just have a choice to make. But you have to make the right decision, right? So you can either stubbornly maintain your own position and say, no, I'm not changing. Uh, and you have the right to do that. You have the right to say no to God. You have the right to to disregard or, or disrespect or deject the word, right? You have the right to do that because God made you a free moral agent. Or you can immediately say, whenever I come in uh, across the scripture that I'm not lining up with, I'm going to change. Whenever the Holy Spirit tells me something that, that highlights something to me that I'm not living, I'm going to change. I, I am immediately going to change. I'm not going to reject it. I'm not going to be stiff-necked. I'm not going to be stubborn about it. I am going to change. Point blank, period. That's how we live a submitted life. Number two, when I first started walking with God, I'm just, I like to teach by precept and example. So I give myself a, as an example. When I first started walking with God, it seemed like I was discovering conflicts between God's ideas and my ideas every day. I mean, like every day. And and so I was in the word of God. I was trying to study. I was, I was trying to learn God and his word because the word of God contains God's character, his attributes and his nature. So as I was studying the word, and I was discovering God and his word and his ways, I was discovering almost every day conflicts between me and God. And I didn't really see that as a bad thing. I saw it as a good thing because my hunger for God was so strong that I wanted to know all the ways in which I was not pleasing to God. I really wanted to know. Every time I came across a scripture that I didn't line up with, or every time the Holy Spirit convicted me about something, my, my position was I'm going to be quick to repent. To repent means I'm changing, right? You don't repent just by thinking. You actually repent by changing. So I, my, I was quick to repent. I was quick to head in, in, in a new direction because that was God's direction. And whenever it was highlighted to me that my direction and God's direction didn't match, I wanted to change, to line up with God's direction every time. And this is how we give God space to work in our lives. This is how we clear a path for the word to work. This is how we can be the, the fourth type of soil, the good ground, and not the third type of soil, uh, the 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 thorny ground, right? So we'll, what we want to do is we want to be quick to repent. Number three, if you make it a practice to clear a way for the word of God to work in your life, right? And you make this a practice that you are quick to repent every time there's a conflict between you and God, then you're going to find that the word is going to work in your life. The, the word, you're going to be giving the word space to work. And so the word is going to produce a change. It will produce change in you. It will produce fruit from you. Uh, and so the life that you're getting from the word, you'll now then begin, you'll be a conduit of that life and people will come to you and you will be an agent of godly change in this world. And this is the goal. Number four, the unlimited power, the unlimited potential found in the word of God is only unleashed when we clear our hearts, when we clear our minds of everything that disagrees with it. So when we do, the results are supernatural. When we do, the results are amazing, but we can't walk around with our hearts full of things that disagree with God, with our hearts full of things that disagree with the word, and then with our hearts set on living with those things uh, and living, you know, basically stubbornly against God and just placing our will against his, that's not going to be a life that is pleasing in God's sight. Number five, if there's ever a conflict between God's ways and your ways, then the conflict should be resolved in seconds. Look at me. Let me say that again. If there's ever a conflict between God's ways and your ways, the conflict should be resolved in seconds. You should make it a practice to submit your ways to God's ways every time. When, when you're presented a choice between him and you, it should be no choice. If there's ever a choice between you and 
him and you, you should just say, you know what? I'm the one that's going to change because God is not going to change. You know what the Bible teaches us? That God is immutable. What does that mean? That means that God is not going to change. God is immutable. He will not change. God is God and he's not going to change. So if there's, if there's an issue between me and God, I'm the one that has to change and I'm going to change. If you have to make that same decision, that if there's an issue between you and God, he's not going to change. So you're the one that's going to have to change. And you should say, you know what? I'm going to change. And if you do that, then your, your life is going to produce a harvest because it'll be the harvest of the word of God. Number six, and finally, changing your will and your ways to align with God's will and his ways is more than worth it. If you make it a practice um, that every day, and every, every moment of every day, whenever it's a scripture or the Holy Spirit speaks to you, whenever you are presented with a conflict between you and God, between his ways and your ways, between his will and your will, if you make it a practice that every time you're going to submit to God, every time you're going to line up with him, then you, and you start doing this, and you do this for days, then you do this for weeks, then you do this for months, you know what's going to happen. You're going to wake up one morning, and you're going to realize First of all, that you're a different person. Second of all, you're going to realize that your thoughts are really God's thoughts <laughs> and that your desires are really God's desires for you and that your ways are no longer. And you're like, you're not, you're not, you're not the person you used to be. So now your ways are actually God's ways. Your thoughts are actually God's thoughts. Your desires are actually God's desires. It's like you develop a hunger and a thirst for the things of God. To, and you wake up one morning, you look in the mirror, you talk to your spouse you kind of look at the, the direction of your life and you realize that the path that you're on now is not a path that you came up with. The path that you're on now is not something that was really birthed in your heart, that you are actually living the life that God wants you to live. And this is, this is it. I mean, when you get to that point, that's it. That's where God wants you to be, where you're going to say whatever he tells you to say, where you're going to do whatever he leads you to do, where you're going to go wherever he tells you to go. You're living a submitted life. And at that point, the father, he gives you the words. He performs the work and he can use you as a conduit of his power, as a conduit of his anointing, as a conduit of his glory. He can send you into meetings, into conversations, and he can have you to engage in activities. He can set up divine appointments for you. You can go to the mall and you're minding your own business and he'll send someone your way and he, he will strategically pace place someone on your path to have a conversation with, and he will use you as an agent of godly change. Because at that moment, you are now a conduit of God. You are in, you are walking around with God on the inside, and, and you've cleared a path for the word to work. And so now you're ready. I mean, you're just, you're a God carrier. You are, the as the Bible says, as Jesus is, so are you in this world. And so you get to just go and and, and whatever. You, you could be minding your own business. You could be heading to a meeting and, and you feel led to go into a gas station and you don't even need gas and you go and, and you, you, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And, and you go buy a bottle of water and then there's somebody there to have a conversation with and you have the conversation and that person is blessed. So you meet a family who needs some groceries and, and they were struggling and God uses you to get them some groceries and to be a blessing. And and why? Because you're living a submitted life. You're, you're yielded to God in all your ways. Your desires are God's desires. And this is the point where we want to be. You don't want to be like the three out of the four types of soil where you're blocking the word, where you're being stiff-necked, where you're being stubborn, where you're being disobedient. You want to be like that four type of soil where there's nothing blocking God. Your heart is open. Your mind is open. Your mind is changed. You've been renewed and you are ready to be used of God 
every day in every way. This is the submitted life. And this is how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. My expectation is tied to your word. I clear the way for your word to work in my heart and in my mind. Every time I come across a scripture that my thinking does not line up with, and every time the Holy Spirit speaks to me about something in my life that's not pleasing to you, I am quick to repent. I won't debate with you. I won't stubbornly disagree with your ways. I quickly and regularly repent and change. Living this way, I get to the point where your will is my will, where your desires are my desires, and where my conduct is godly and holy. In 2018, I, I declare that I become the man that you call me to be because I'm submitted to you in all my ways. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button on the right-hand side of the website. And listen, um, submit to God in all your ways. Just enter this day determined to be a blessing, determined to walk with God and allow God to walk with you. I'm, I'm going to head to the Dominican Republic uh, next week um, to hand out the backpacks. Uh, we're still a little bit short uh, from, a, from a budget perspective. So if you want to be a blessing, I mean, there are kids that just are not going to get backpacks. They're not going to get school supplies. So if you want to be a blessing and make a tax-deductible donation, go to RIP Ministries, RIPministries.org. Go to the donate section and donate. You'll see on the drop-down, uh, Back to School Drive 2018. Let's be a blessing to these children. We want to hand out 400 backpacks full of school supplies, and we want to be a blessing. Thank you so much for, for allowing me to speak into your life. Make a decision right now that you're going to be submitted to God in all your ways. And before you leave the screen, please share this message with someone that you know so that collectively all around the world, we, the body of Christ, can be agents of supernatural change. God bless you.